We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It is Wednesday, it's July 5th, it is 2023. We have 11 baseball games to talk about here on today's podcast, joined by my buddy TJ, Mr. Spidey Bomb himself. TJ, what's happened to my friend? Not too much. Ready to dive into some baseball. You know, Tuesday's slate didn't, didn't go all that great for me, and then... Uh, would have went a little bit better, but DraftKings did something weird where it didn't update uh, all of my lineups after I changed it. It just changed some of them. So I reached out to DK support, waiting to, waiting uh, to hear back on that one. But uh, other than that, things are going pretty well. How's your How's your Fourth of July? Um, yeah, had a good time um, with the kids and family today. Very hot um, in Florida, so it was a long day. I'm ready to go to bed. <laughs> So, you know, ready to break down this 11-game slate and then hit the sheets. But hope everyone that's hanging out with us live on YouTube is having a fantastic Tuesday night. And um, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I needed that Braves game to keep going. It didn't. Um, that game just kind of ended. And I needed I needed a really – I mean, I had a good team going with Shaheen that has a five-man Dodgers stack with some Braves that had Albies. So, um, need Shaheen to get going here. Finish, finish strong. I think he's probably only going to get one more inning, but we'll see. Um, let's jump in, man. We got a lot to talk about. 11 games, a lot to get through. If anyone has any questions, always feel free to post them over there in the YouTube chat. If not, um, yeah, hopefully we answer, give you guys a good first look here. We get started Baltimore at New York. No total in this game. Kramer against Vasquez. Um, any interest here in Dean Kramer? No, not really. Kramer is not a guy I typically ever really want to target. And so, uh, not somebody that I'm going to be getting to. I was going to say, like, when you said you were tired, sorry if you can probably hear my cat rifling through the blinds uh, over top of me right now. Um, but, uh, you know, you when you and I are on these, uh, when we do these morning grinds, whenever there's stuff we don't like, we get through it quick. It's just like, eh, nope, next. So uh, we'll, we'll get you to bed nice and early. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm pretty straightforward when it comes to the slate of baseball, especially when I'm tired, so... I'm not interested in Kramer. The Yankees lineup, not as good as it typically is. Spidey cat in action. That one actually made me laugh. Um, that one's funny. Uh, yeah, but Kramer, I don't think I'm getting to Kramer today. We have some good pitching on the slate. He's not someone that is terrible, but, I mean, it's a tough matchup, especially in the Yankee Stadium. Uh, Vasquez, this would be his third start this season. Um, AAA numbers. I mean, pretty average strikeout stuff when it comes to AAA. Any interest here in Vasquez? On different slates, I think I'd have a little bit of an in- interest. But on this one, when we got 11 games, few better options out there, I don't think he's going to make the game for me. Yeah, I mean, I want to see a little bit more. and think that the Baltimore team can get to him enough in this spot for me not to have a ton of interest in Vasquez today. Let's talk about these Baltimore bats. Um, Again, it's a pretty small sample size on Randy Vasquez. He's been okay. He has given up a a lot of hard contact, which could really benefit some of these left-handed hitters in Yankee Stadium. What do you like here for Baltimore? They're probably not going to be like a top stack for me today. They're probably not going to be one of the teams that I'm trying to get to in abundance, but if Gunnar Henderson is leading off again, I'm going to have a lot of interest. He's let me down the last two days where I've been playing him and he's been leading off. But as long as he's in that number one spot, gets a chance at that fifth, that bat, I'm always going to play somebody with his kind of power. So basically whoever leads off between Mullins and Henderson, I'm going to have some interest in, but I don't think I'm overly pumped about a full stack. Maybe some O'Hearn too. Yeah. Um, I could definitely see some of the Baltimore power lefties in this spot. They're, I mean, they're not the cheapest. Rutschman's kind of expensive. Henderson would probably be my favorite. I don't mind um, O'Hearn, but now you can only play him at first base, which kind of hurts. Um, I love when you could play him in the outfield. Yankees bats here against Kramer. What are your thoughts on the Yankees bats? Kind of the same that I feel about uh, about the Baltimore. Like I'm just kind of interested in playing some of these guys as some one-off power, but I'm not really interested in getting to them from a full stack perspective. I really like some of the cheap Yankees here. Um, Bowers being probably my favorite. He's 2,400. 
He has a 265 ISO against right-handed pitching this season. Kramer is a guy that has struggled with left-handed power. He doesn't have a huge strikeout rate against lefties as well. So I really like this spot uh, for Bowers. And then if um, if McKinney is in the lineup as well, he's 2,100. Those would be the, my two favorite Yankees bats. Um, if you want to add in like a Torres, a Bader, a Rizzo, any of those guys like with that, with those two cheap bats, I don't mind it. But I like looking at the cheap bats here for the Yankees today. Moving on, we got Cincinnati at Washington. Nine and a half total in this game. Reds, a 130 favorite. Ashcraft against Gray. Any interest here in Graham Ashcraft? No interest in Ashcraft. No interest in Gray. But I think I have quite a bit of interest in both these uh, stacks. And don't you wish this game was in Cincinnati? Man, oh, man. So it'd, be, it'd be so good. Um, Graham Ashcraft, not someone that I'll, I typically play Washington lineups, not that scary. It's just not, he doesn't have a huge strikeout rate or strikeout upside. I'm going to yawn a lot um, on this podcast. I'm going to try to mute my mic as much as I can, but man, I, I can tell you right now, I'm going to yawn a lot. It's been a long day. Josiah Gray on the other side of this game. I mean, he has picked up the strikeouts here recently. The Reds have been playing fantastic. He's 8,100. I think it was a different matchup. I would probably take some shots on Josiah Gray, but I don't think I want to play Gray at 8,100 here, and you already kind of talked about it. Let's talk Cincinnati Bats. What do you like here for the Reds? Kind of most of them. Like uh, this entire offense, I'm going to be interested in getting to in a full stack. Obviously, we're going to like um, Dela Cruz and Fraley and Friedel if he leads off. Votto's been smashing since he returned this year. Um, but, but, uh, Gray's got a bit of reverse splits tendencies as well. So don't be afraid to mix in McLean and India and your stacks. Like I, I really like this whole team. If Will Benson gets in there, I'm down to play him too. Will Benson. I, I caught that at a perfect time. I like, I tangent, I ended my tangent, but then I thought of another thing I wanted to say, and it was right as you were yawning. So I didn't even cut you off. It was perfect. Um, but Will Benson is one of my favorite players to do one of those reach around stacks with, because, he's always hits at the bottom of the lineup. He's got a ton of power. He's got a ton of speed. I like him quite a bit. I like the, I like the steer McLean, Ellie De La Cruz, like three men a lot in this spot. Um, when Josiah Gray has struggled, it's been like right-handed power. So getting like McLean steer, who both have had a ton of power so far against right-handed pitching. And then, Getting Ellie De La Cruz, who has some power against right-handed pitching um, from the left side of the plate, I think is is phenomenal. So um, don't mind that little three-man. Definitely want to see who all is in the lineup. Um, obviously, Freddle, Fraley, guys I like, but don't mind the Benson call, um, depending if he's in there or not. Washington Bats, anything standing out to you for Washington? This is a very similar situation in Cincinnati. Like, I'm going to be interested in doing a full stack here, and a lot of it is going to depend on the lineup that they roll out. Um, I'll probably use this team as a cheap stack and potentially leave a guy like Lance Thomas off, which is scary because he is their, their best hitter. But um, everybody else is just so cheap. Somebody like Candelario, he's been really good this year. He has no business being sub 4K. Um, and so I, I'll probably use this team as kind of like a, a cheap stack for when I'm doing some double paying up at pitcher. 
All right, moving on. We got Texas at Boston. Nine and a half total pick'em game. Bayo against Gray. Any interest here in John Gray against the Red Sox? It'll depend a little bit on the lineup that the Red Sox are throwing out. Gray, a guy that's a lot better to right-handed bats than he is lefties. Um, and so if we get a super, super left-handed lineup for uh, for Boston, which they're usually very capable of throwing out, and if like Turner, Arroyo, Wong, or if there's only like two or three righties in there, I'm probably not going to be getting too much, uh, much Gray. Yeah, I mean... The Red Sox lineup is so hot or cold. They are going to throw a lot of lefties at him. Um, Duran, Verdugo, Yoshida, Devers, Cassis. Um, David Hamilton's been playing against right-handed hit pitching. So, I mean, potentially only two or three right-handed hitters in this lineup. He's 8,900. He's been struggling a little bit here recently. I, I don't mind the call of waiting to see what the lineup looks like. Um, but, again, I'm with you. When it comes to John Gray, I want very right-handed heavy lineups. Bayo on the other side of this game, 8,500, very talented young pitcher. It's all starting to click for him. You know, we talked about him a little bit last year, and we were waiting for it to kind of click. This is a really tough matchup. There are strikeouts here, though. Um, you know, Garver, Duran, Garcia, Young. I mean, they're strikeouts, but, I mean, 8,500, it seems like a steep price tag. What are your thoughts on Bayo? I like Bayo. I agree. It's kind of a steep, steep price tag. Sorry for my fist bump and yell uh, interruption. Vladdy Guerrero just hit a home run, which not only allowed the Jays to take the lead, but I also bet on that. So that was big. That was a that was a good one. Um, so yeah, I like Bayo. I'm with you that the price might be a bit much for me, especially against a team like Texas. Um, he's probably somebody that I wouldn't be getting to in a single entry maybe even three entry max because the matchup is really tough but i don't anticipate he's going to be very highly owned at all and so if i do happen to do some mmeing or something like that that's a guy that i'm definitely comfortable trying to get two three times the field on all right bats in this one i mean i definitely respect the the talent for bayo he's a good ground ball pitcher which worries me a little bit here for the texas bats um garcia is a fly ball guy what are your thoughts on the Texas bats? Maybe Garcia is a one-off. I kind of like that call. Um, guys, like if you if you land on a Nate Lowe or a Corey Seager, that is totally a okay. Even those three in a in a mini stack, I think is okay. But I'm not going to be trying to pick on Bayo. Um, I I don't think I will either. Thoughts on the Red Sox bats here? I think I like them. I think this is going to be a really low-owned stack. Uh, people are going to see the name value of John Gray and probably not really go there, but I, I don't think it's uh, it's a bad idea to go with a fully left-handed uh, stack against him. Like this is this Red Sox team was doing pretty good earlier in the season, then they went cold, and when they went cold, they were at some like super high prices. Devers was priced up. Yoshida was crazily priced up. And now they're really not. You can get Duran, who's probably going to be leading off at sub 3K. Yoshida's finally under 5K. Devers is 4.9 and is finally starting to hit the ball really well lately. Um, and so I, uh, I I, do. I really like this uh, Boston team for tournaments. Yeah, a team I think is going to fly under the radar today. 
um, and just in this slate in general. So I don't mind looking at some Red Sox bats here. I think this is a, a good potential spot for Boston. Atlanta at Cleveland is where we go next. We got a nine and a half total Braves, a 155 favorite over the Guardians. Um, Sorka against Quantrill. Let's talk Michael Sorka first. Mike Sorka. Um, I played him last time out, watched a little bit of that game against um, Miami. We talked about him on the podcast. I don't remember who I was on the podcast with. Um, but he, I mean, he looked okay. He threw 98 pitches. And I know there was some concerns about pitch count because um, he was out for a little while. But he looked okay. I love picking on Cleveland. I like the price tag on Sorka today. Um, am I crazy here, TJ? I think Soroka is going to be my favorite SP2 on the slate. Um, he's Outman super... just hit another one. Let's go. Damn it. Sorry. <laughs> Didn't mean to interrupt you. Um... I was torn in this stupid lineup of mine between uh, it was like Vlad Guerrero, Whit Merrifield, and James Outman, or Freddie Freeman. Um, Remillard is a one-off Remillard, whatever his name is and David Peralta and I went with the second one to make it sure it was a full five-man uh, Dodger stack and if I would have went with the Vlad Nautman one I'd probably be in competing for the top of that GPP right now but uh, that's okay yeah I have Tuesday a team we always got Wednesday um, I have a team at 115 with a five-man Dodger stack and it had Shaheen and oh man but anyway Sorry. Yeah, that's, uh, talk to me. Talk me off of Soroka. Day of disappointments. Let me tell you, uh, I like Soroka. He struggled a lot in his first two starts, but we know from the past that this is a guy that is much better than that. And he finally was putting it together a little bit in his second or in his third start. There, he hasn't been striking a lot of people out, but he this also isn't a very strikeout heavy team. And if he's going to have a pitch count of a hundred as long as he's rolling, this he's probably going to have some very easy, quick innings against this team. Maybe not a lot of strikeouts, but there's only two guys on this team who have better than a 44% ground ball rate this year. Everybody else is over that. Multiple players over 50. So I think Soroka could get through some really quick, easy innings. Uh, and as long as Babip doesn't hurt him too bad, it should be a pretty big day. Yeah, I mean, I like the spot. Again, I... I feel like I've been picking on Cleveland a lot. You don't get a lot of strikeout upside, but man, go out and give me, go out and give me 98 pitches again. That's six or seven innings. Um, so I, I like the price. I think he's someone that can go over 20 fantasy points at a really fair price tag. Hey, Cal Quantrill, we're not playing this guy today. Um, Atlanta's in a very, very, very good spot today. Yeah, I think Atlanta is. I think they got to be the top stack on the board, no? Yeah, I mean, I think they're up there. Um, Always? The price, the pricing, like Atlanta was low-owned again. Like, um, okay, they weren't extremely low-owned, but they were lower-owned than they should have been. And, and it's just on a five-game slate. But the pricing just makes it so hard to full five-man stack this team. And it's definitely helping us ownership-wise. Yeah, I agree with you. And like, to me, with the way Albies is hitting the ball right now, like you just make sure you get Albies and Acuna in and it doesn't really matter who else is in that stack. 
Like Olsen is great, but he's also super expensive. Riley's uh, very good, but he's also probably more expensive than you want to be paying for him. Um, and so to me, I think Acuna and Albies are the guys you got to absolutely prioritize in that stack. Um, and then maybe like even Michael Harris is my second guy and like play Orlando Arcia. Nobody ever plays Orlando Arcia. And he's had a really, really good year. Um, so to me, it's Albies and Acuna as the two guys you want to prioritize. And then everybody else just find find ways to get as many Atlanta guys in there as you can. Um, any interest in the Guardians bats here? <sighs> no, never really. Like literally on every single slate, no, I don't really have any interest in Guardians bats. Jose Ramirez is great, but he's getting priced up now. He's not quite as cheap as he uh, as he has been in the past. If Josh Naylor is out again, then I'll actually maybe have a bit more interest in stacking this team. Like, this is a team I'm kind of always would stack on FanDuel, but I don't really want to on DraftKings because he can't play Naylor and Bell. And I want to play Naylor and Bell together if I'm going to be stacking Cleveland. Um, and so maybe a little bit of ownership, maybe a little bit of interest is like a, a cheap stack as uh as some leverage on all the Sirocco I'm, I'm likely gonna have but i never want to play cleveland i don't want a one-off jose ramirez at 5800 so i mean that's just always my problem with cleveland kansas city at minnesota eight and a half total in this game twins at 250 favorite marsh and lopez facing off against each other let's talk alec marsh first made his debut against the dodgers last time out Struggled a little bit of walks, gave up some home runs. Um, any interest here in Alec Marsh going up against Minnesota? As crazy as it sounds, I think so. Like, no, I don't think many people are going to play him because they're just going to see that little three points beside his uh, beside his score there. But that was the Dodgers, and he had 95 pitches. 95 pitches at 5K against one of the teams that strikes out the most in the entire MLB. I don't really care who the pitcher is. If he has a chance to, if he has a chance to throw a hundred pitches against Minnesota. Yeah. They got some power, but they also got a lot of strikeouts. So I actually do have some interest. I was trying to set you up. TJ knows me and I was trying to set him up to say no. Um, but he's one of my favorite point per dollar pitchers on this slate. He's an extremely talented young pitcher i talked about him a lot i played him a little bit in that dodger start because he is extremely talented like 29 k's almost an 18 percent swinging strike rate in triple a um and in the little bit of starts that he had in triple a moved up really fast to the ranks big time stuff um big time prospect 2019 first round pick um pretty sure um it was something along those lines but big time stuff i love this spot i love the fact that he's 5k this is night and day matchup you know the dodgers are a top team in baseball against right-handed pitching minnesota is not um they're a bad 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 team against right-handed pitching so you get one of the highest strikeout teams in baseball against a young kid with a ton of stuff um dude give me the strikeouts here 5k you know we talked you talked about it right pitches he he threw in a struggling start, he threw 95 pitches. Give me 95 pitches against Minnesota with this kind of stuff. I mean, I'm in. Um, way too cheap. We love the Braves. We're going to talk about some other expensive stacks on this slate. 
I love this spot. Um, so you can do a five man brave stack with Murphy, Olsen, Albies, and Acuna, the four most expensive Braves. And then one other of your choosing, you still got 3K left for your last three positions if you roll with Marsh and Soroka. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands. So you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Why do you got to stack Minnesota, Ron? Come on, man. Don't you know that I'm like the prospect whisperer? That's why everybody listens to the podcast. Um, Lopez on the other side of this game. I mean, he's one of the top pitchers on the slate. Kansas City is one of the worst offenses, if not the worst offense in baseball against right-handed pitching. Lopez is consistent. He'll go out, he'll get 95-plus pitches against this terrible offense. Um, yeah, I mean, he's just 10-1. We're going to have plenty of bats to pay up for today. I like Lopez. He's one of the top pitchers for me today. Um, I'm not going to say no. I think Steele is really interesting up in the same range as well. Uh, we'll talk about him when we get there. Yeah, I really like both of those top tier pitchers today. Um, I'm it's gonna be I'm gonna do my very best to limit my pool as much as I can, but it's gonna be tough because there are a lot of guys that I really like today. Um, having said that, it's an eleven game slate, and so if I can get my pool down to seven or eight guys for a hundred and fifty build, I'm gonna be pretty happy about that. I think. Um, and so Lopez is one of those guys that I really like. Kansas City is just not very good. I don't, Ron, I'm just messing with you, buddy. Um, I listen, the best thing about having YouTube chat is having some fun, right? 
you get to have fun with us. We get to have fun with you guys. It's the best thing about having YouTube chat with the show. Um, <laughs> listen, honestly, if I end up playing Marsh on like two of my three teams, I'll probably stack Minnesota on the other team too. So there you go. Um, bats in this game, Kansas City bats. Um, I mean, I don't really have a lot of interest in Kansas City. Lopez is a good pitcher. He's not typically someone that gets blown up. Um, I think I'm out today on the Kansas City bats. I think it's totally okay to play Michael Garcia as long as he's leading off, just as like a cheap salary saver, but that's about it. I would prefer those Yankees bats that I talked about over Garcia. They both have way more power. And I think this is a really tough matchup, righty righty for Garcia. So just throwing it out there. I hear what you're saying. Um, Minnesota bats. I, I think mean, the reasonable like question though is just because it's third base eligibility, right? So it's like, would you rather play Lemayhew or uh, would you rather play Lemayhew or um, I don't even remember who we were just talking about. That's how or or Michael Garcia. I'd rather play Lemayhew. Fair. Yankee Stadium, Minnesota. I mean, Lopez is is so good. He's a lead against right-handed hitters too. Um, so I mean, Garcia has like a fifty ISO <laughs> against righties, and I'm not okay for what it's worth. I, before I get a bunch of people tweeting me tomorrow, um, I know DJ Lemayhu's ISO probably not much higher. <laughs> so, <laughs> what do you think his uh, hard hit rate to righties is this year? Who uh, Lemayhu? Without clicking that, without clicking the tab. And seeing his um, ISO, what do you think his hard hit rate is? 26%. 48.5%. Okay. Hey, listen, that's way higher than I thought it was going to be. It's just because he gets a lot of ground balls, which is also what Lopez induces against righties. Which is, yeah, LeMahieu's is 52%. For hard hit? Yeah. Okay. LeMahieu okay, has DJ. a 145 ISO. Okay, DJ. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I remember back in the day when we played DJ Mayhew a ton. Um, at 4K. He's been struggling. Oh, I'm FanDuel at 4K and like 6K on DraftKings. Uh, I'm talking like um, Colorado days. I remember playing him a, a ton when he played for Colorado. All right. Bats, Minnesota Look, Bats. Any interest in Minnesota against Marsh? Not really. Um, like you said, as a hedge stack, but other than that, that's about it. And just quick, what? You you play Blackman and Story, Arenado and Lemayhew when they're in Coors. You just print your money. I know it was, that was that was gorgeous times. But Buxton, Karoloff, Kepler, um, the guys that I'd be targeting here, Correa. Um, it would be a, it would be a stack for me, right? It would just be a stack. That's how I would attack Minnesota today. Young pitcher, I'd be stacking up Minnesota. All right, we got Cubs at Milwaukee. Yeah, taking on the Brew Crew. Eight and a half total. Cubs a 150 favorite. Steele and Hauser facing off against each other. Uh, let's talk Justin Steele first. Coming off of two really, really good games. Gets a matchup against Milwaukee. The second worst team in baseball against left-handed pitching. They strike out 28% of the time against lefties, which is the highest in baseball. We have been picking on Milwaukee with left-handed pitching all season. Justin Steele has the upside to absolutely dominate this spot. Um, love this spot today for Justin Steele. Yeah, I think he's a top pitcher on the slate. To me, from a raw points perspective, Lopez comes in two. 
Um, and I think maybe Barrios comes in three for me and it's Justin Steele at number one. He's going to be my highest owned guy and he's like the first guy I'm plugging in today. Love, love, love this spot for him today. Um, it's a phenomenal spot. The only thing that could be better is this game being in Wrigley with wind blowing in. But overall, um, as bad as this team has been against left-handed pitching, it's really hard not to have a ton of interest in steel. Um, Sean, everybody's highest known hitter. Muncie was like 45% owned tonight. He's, I mean, he's having one of those games. He's been ice cold and he's putting the bat in the ball at least. But yeah. Um, any interest in Adrian Hauser on the other side of this game? No. Listen, my job is just to ask. <laughs> How dare you? What a stupid question, Stevie. <laughs> um yeah i'm not i'm not playing houser today i you know he's not typically someone i'll play i will say that i was a little shocked how many pitches he threw last time out we were not expecting him to throw that many pitches there's some strikeouts um in the cubs lineup but over over well overall i don't have a lot of interest in houser um let's talk cubs bats anything jumping off the page to you here I don't think really like maybe some Cody Bellinger because Hauser's always been a lot better to righties than he is to lefties. Like, and it's even the same this year. Lefties are hitting them 53 uh, hard, hitting them hard 53% of the time so far this year. Um, so maybe some Ian Happ, maybe some, uh, and I, and I mean, you could always play Christopher Morel, um, but Cody Bellinger would probably be my favorite guy. It's just, if he's batting like seventh again, I'm just not really down. So if you, hopefully he can get up to like four or five. I don't mind the little three-man at Bellinger, Morell, Hap. Um, Morell's hot again. Um, we saw him get a little cold there for a little while, but he's been he's been hitting the ball really well here recently. Uh, any interest in Milwaukee? No. Yeah, this Excellent. is one of those. Yeah, this is one of those spots with like a three-entry max that I'm just going to take a stand on Justin Steele. I'm not playing Milwaukee today. No, even in 150 lineups, I don't think I'd be getting to Milwaukee. Toronto at and people people get to the point where they like with a, even they're like hey I'm playing 150 I'm gonna play everybody that's not what you're supposed to do even with 150 lineups so that's something that like I was arguing with somebody in the grinders live chat about that like a couple days ago and they were just saying like what do you like I said that to be different like I'm playing 150 lineups and I had a four man pitching pool um, and they were like well all four of your pitchers are like four of the six chalkiest pitchers. You're not going to be getting different at all. You're just doing the same thing that everybody else is at 150 lineups. And I was playing four pitchers. So even though those high owned pitchers, quote unquote, were 25 to 30% owned, well, I had 50 to 60% of all of them. And so um, I was doubling the field on every single one of those pitchers. So I feel like that's kind of a, game theory aspect of the MME that a lot of people don't realize is just like you just have to find a way to get do something different find a standard two that's different than what the field is doing um and maybe it's going to work and maybe it's not going to work but uh it's kind of crucial to uh to making money doing that yeah I mean I don't ever run 150 anymore but when I was doing it a lot I mean you're you're likely having a, a good day two or three times a season. Just know that like when you're running 150 and if you're doing it right, you're likely having two or three days that pay for the whole, whole season of baseball. Um, so you just hope you have one of those really early in the season. It makes it a lot easier. All right. I had like the best thing that ever happened to me with that is I had one of those right at the end 
of uh, NBA season last year that just like allowed me to hold on to that right into NFL. And then just to have that bankroll going into NFL season, well, it it just financed all of, all of this crap you see behind me. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Toronto at Chicago taking on the White Sox. Nine total in this game. Blue Jays a 125 favorite. Barrios and Lynn facing off against each other. Any interest here in Jose Barrios? Yeah, I, I do. I got a lot of interest in Jose Barrios. He's a guy that... Has been a little bit inconsistent, but when he's on, he looks fantastic. Um, the White Sox have been doing a lot better this year, but they're a team I would I'd much rather target against left-handed pitching than right-handed pitching. And uh, Barrios is a guy that does a lot better against right-handed pitching than left-handed pitching. Um, and so with all that considered, um, yeah, I want to get to some Barrios. Yeah, I mean, still a very right-handed dominant lineup. We talked about this on the podcast yesterday. Um, I went in depth with this like thought process of like how how does this team get left-handed against Bassett, and they didn't. Uh, what was it? Two lefties against Bassett on Tuesday. Um, so this is going to be the same kind of scenario. Like Barrios, much better against um, right-handed hitters than lefties. At the end of the day, I mean, they just can't get enough lefties in this lineup. Um, there was two of them, and there potentially it's only going to be two again in this spot. Maybe Grandall's back in the lineup, but they, I don't know. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if Grandall does not finish this season with the White Sox. Um, we'll see. Let's talk um, the other side of this game, Lance Lynn. Very right-handed heavy team as well. You know, we like Lance Lynn against righties. Yesterday's slate, like Tuesday's slate, July 4th slate, I probably would have had some interest in Lance Lynn in this spot. Today, I think there's enough pitching that I probably don't get to Lance Lynn today. Yeah, there's enough pitching that you can probably get away from him. I agree with you. It is tempting. A guy with a 30% K rate to right, he's probably going to face at least six of them. Um, but, I mean, maybe maybe they get Biggio in there. Um Maybe they get somebody else in there as well. So I, I'm probably not going to go there. If all of a sudden we see this lineup and there's eight righties, yeah, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll get him in my pool. But he's 8.4K. I just – I can't imagine playing too many pitchers that, at that price against Toronto anyways. Um, Any interest in the Toronto Bats? Uh, yeah, it'll depend on the lineup a little bit for me, but I do still think I'm going to want to play these guys. Like, if we get, say, Dalton Varsho bumps up in the lineup a little bit, Belt is still hitting third, um, then I'm probably going to be interested in playing these guys. Obviously, there's a lot of, uh, like, obviously, like, Lynn's just such a fastball guy, and the Blue Jays hit fastballs well as long as they're not up in the zone. Um, and, and he is more of a fastball, uh, sinker guy anyways, and, uh, as opposed to getting them up too high. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm, maybe it's a little biased, but I do like the Jays against Lynn. I don't have a ton of interest. Um, if I was playing like a 20 entry max, I would definitely, their, their ceiling is just too high, um, against anybody not to have some interest in them. But I mean, my favorite would probably be Varsho. Price and then match up Lynn a lot worse against lefties. Um, he's he's good enough against righties that I don't love this matchup for the Blue Jays today. It's just if if you get something like 
Belt hitting three, Varsho hitting five, Biggio hitting seven. All of a sudden, you just mix in Vlad and Bo Bichette, and it's it's a pretty nice looking stack. Brandon Belt hit two home runs against my Sox. Um, was it Sunday? And that almost doubled his season total. Um, I am not playing Brandon Belt. Sorry, can't do it. He's got a two oh six ISO to righties this year. You know what? Good for him. He's he hits the ball super well. It's just he strikes out forty percent of the time. Yeah, but I would rather do that with Joey Gallo, who has so much more power. <laughs> oh man, Brandon Belt. Anyway, uh, not to get too sidetracked. What are your thoughts here on the White Sox bats? I'm out. Yeah, I mean Barrios is the guy you want to attack with lefties. Um, ben Attendee batting leadoff doesn't have a ton of power. I don't mind Oscar Colas if you just want a cheap bat. But again, going back to the conversation where we had, um, I would rather play Bowers or McKinney over Colas today. Yeah. All right. LA at San Diego. Eight and a half total in this game. Padres, a 170 favorite Sandoval and Lugo. Hopefully Otani is okay. Saw that he left um, the game early. Hopefully he's good. Yeah, um, it was just a blister. He was still hitting. Okay. Um, Patrick Sandoval, why? I mean, I don't know. I would just have him hitting all full time anyway. But anyway, Patrick Sandoval, 6,900. Any interest in him against the Padres today? No, I don't think so. Padres are great against left handed pitching, and Sandoval has, has shown some strikeout upside at times this year, but he also has kind of struggled, uh, for most of the season. Um, little, he's been very hit or miss, and I just don't think the Padres are going to be a team I'm looking for a hit game from. Yeah, I mean, too many righties. Machado's good against lefties. Um, Sanchez is good against lefties. Tatis is good against lefties. Kim's good against lefties. Um, no interest for in me in Sandoval today. Yeah, a lot of people were burned by Otani today, for sure. Um, Lugo, Seth Lugo on the other side of this game. Getting, I mean, he's, he's a pretty big favorite here against the Angels. Um, any interest here in Seth Lugo? I mean, if we happen to see, like, if Otani just, like, doesn't play, he gets a day off after pitching yep. and getting a blister with no Mike Trout uh, because he's going to be out for the next month at least now. Um, yeah, I I would be down to play Lugo if we get one of those situations. If Otani is in there, I all of a sudden have a lot less interest in him just because um, Otani is the best hitter in baseball right now. Um but uh, if depending on the lineup we see, I probably do have a little bit of interest in Lugo. Yeah, I have I have some interest, even if Otani plays. Um, Mike Trout going out of this lineup just I mean it takes away Otani's protection. Um, Rendon hitting behind Otani is not the same as Mike Trout hitting behind Otani. So I don't think we see like a huge dip in Otani's numbers, but I think we see a, enough to worry. I mean, so. Anybody that doesn't know what I'm talking about as far as like protection, um, if if Otani hits third, which he likely will hit third behind Moniac and either Ward uh, or somebody else, um, Rendon, I think, left the game as well on Tuesday night. I'm pretty sure. Um, but anyway, like, so yeah, like the the protection, 
I can pitch around Otani every time I have one or two outs and not worry about it now because Mike Trout's not behind him. Um, I'd be hitting him one if I were them right now. Like I would go. Otani I'd walk one. him every time. Yeah. Every every we start the game and I'm going. I'm putting Otani on instantly. Um, I'm like, that coach. I'm at, that coach. At this point, you probably without Trout there, you probably do that regardless of where he is in the order. But like. They got Moniac there with a 30% K rate, but he's but he's hitting the ball with so much power this year. Um, for me, I just bat Otani one, I bat Moniac two, and then try and get Renfro in. Like I don't understand why Renfro is always batting like sixth or seventh, anyways. Like to me, that's how you want to structure that lineup is go Otani, Moniac, Renfro, Ward, or something like that. Anyway, I would walk him every time. But yeah, I mean, I have interest in Lugo, um, especially like if Rendon's out of the lineup. That's one of their low strikeout guys. He doesn't have a ton of power right now, but he's like a 10% K rate guy. Uh, Angels bats. I mean, if Otani plays, uh, sure. Moniac is someone I don't mind playing at 3,900, but that's really it for me. Yeah, that's it. It's really just the lefties against Lugo that I'm interested in. Love the Padres today. Um, I think they're one of the top stacks on the slate. Love this spot for them. Um, I already mentioned it. Kim, Tatis, Machado, Xander Bogarts, Gary Sanchez. Um, if you're playing them, play Soto, Lefty, Lefty. Talk to me here. What are your thoughts on the Padres' bets? Yeah, I'm with you, all of them. Um, Soto is probably the one that, like, I, I think there is just so – it's not that I'm afraid of the Lefty, Lefty. It's more so that there's just – so many righties on this team that I want to play that I'm probably not going to end up paying that price for Soto, especially just because he's a big, he's been a big ground ball guy this year and uh, Sandoval's getting ground balls to lefties over half the time this year. And so I probably would leave him, leave him out, but Kim, Tatis, Machado, Bogarts, Sanchez, love all of them. And I honestly don't even hate guys like Grisham in a lefty lefty matchup matchup that ninth as a salary saver. We had a question in chat. We'll answer really quick. Um, thoughts on Alec Marsh on FanDuel? I would much rather play Alec Marsh on two pitcher sites. I think FanDuel is a lot easier to build top end pitcher like Justin Steele and still get a lot of the bats that you want. Yeah, I'm with you there. I agree. All right, I was waiting patiently. Wait, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so I, I, I didn't, I didn't know I was giving a take on that one too. And then I was also reading Shohei Otani told reporters he likely won't pitch in the All Star game because of the blister on his finger. Shouldn't pitch anyway. He'll hit though, and he'll probably hit a home run. Seattle at San Francisco, no total in this game. It sounds like it's going to be a bullpen type of situation. Darren McLaughlin getting recalled from AAA to take Bryce Miller's spot, who's also dealing with a little bit of a finger issue. Um, I don't know how Depot pitch. I haven't looked into it yet. He's not very good, so probably why I haven't looked into it yet. Alex Cobb on the other side of this game. Any interest here in McLaughlin? I think I genuinely just want to X off this entire game and pretend it's not happening. That's a mistake. Why? Oh, I'm not. I'm not for the pitching. Um, it's more of the hitting. I, I actually kind of like some bats in this game. We'll talk about it. Um, any interest in Cobb? I know you kind of just said that you're thinking about crossing this one off. Smaller slate, maybe. Good ground ball guy. Seattle has a bunch of strikeouts, but he has, hasn't been getting over 80 pitches lately. He's been pitching poorly. Um, I'm I'm out. 
Yeah, I mean, decent strikeout matchup, but you met, you nailed it. He's really been struggling recently. Um, I, I don't want to play Cobb here. Too much, too many pitchers that I like more than Cobb today uh, for me to have interest in him. Uh, any interest in the Seattle Bats? Depends on the lineup we see. So if we once again get Jared Kellenick in the three-hole, Mike Ford in the five-hole, then yes, I'm going to have quite a bit of interest in this team. Um, if Ford is back in the eight hole and Kellenick is batting six or seven, like he had been before, then I'm a little less interested. Um, Cobb is just doesn't strike out any left left-handed bats and he gets a ton of ground balls, but kind of all of those guys are pretty decent at, uh, Ford and JP Crawford leading off. Kellenick has a few more ground balls, but still not nothing crazy. Um, so I like them, I think more as a mini stack maybe like a Crawford, Kellenick, and, and Ford. Um, if Ford is batting fifth, they'll be one of my favorite salary savers. But as a full stack, I'm not very interested. Yeah, I'm not as interested in the Seattle side as I am in the Giants side and San Francisco side. Um, looking at this guy's numbers, he just really doesn't have any strikeout stuff. Be a below average AAA strikeout pitcher that has struggled with home runs in AAA. Like, we have some power bats in this Giants lineup. Um, I think this is a sneaky, like, secondary stack. I don't think I full stack them because it feels like they're a team that never really gets it going. But Lamont Wade being back, Conforto being back is nice. But, I mean, the lefties, Peterson, Conforto, Yaz, whoever catches, um, or both catchers, whichever one you want to take. Lamont Wade, I, I could see myself full stacking this, but it's probably a secondary stack for me. I really like um, this spot for the Giants today. This guy has really struggled with home runs. I get that that uh, Seattle only has like a couple lefties in their bullpen, but I just playing the Giants against the bullpen day. I think it's only two now, I think. Yeah, yeah. Just I, I believe it's just uh, – Spire and sauce do sauce do but uh sauce do is more fun to say um and so it's just that still worries me san fran against the bull, bullpen game like on an 11 game slate there's just other teams i'd rather play i'd rather not target somebody that i'm worried about getting pinch hit for so like i'd, I'd rather play jock as like a as a one-off and or like you said maybe a little bit of a mini stack jock conforto um jockey as something like that but i i can't see myself getting to a lot of them so he has been he's fully stretched out um so it doesn't look like a bullpen game for what it's worth he threw five innings faced 25 hitters his last start on the 29th so six days ago five days ago so he's fully stretched out he's just not very good i was thinking more bullpen because they're gonna pound this guy and we're gonna get <laughs> We're going to get the bad half of the bullpen. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you're you're not wrong. You're always worried about pinch hit risk with the Giants. They it, just, are. It, it feels like one of those games that they're going to let him go twice through the order and then they're going to bring in a lefty when it's Wade, Peterson, Conforto, Yaz as four of the next five batters. Twice through the order in the first inning. All right. <laughs> um... <laughs> and that's, but you're right, though, because that's if you're looking to stack, that's what you're hoping for anyways. Oh man, you're hoping they. I mean, twice through the order in one inning would be, yeah. You better have exposure to that team. Yeah, I, I, hyperbole, <laughs> but uh, but still. <laughs> All right, 
the Mets and Diamondbacks, nine and a half total. Pick them game. Singa and Henry facing off against each other. Any interest in the Ghost Fork? Nope. Yeah, tough matchup, man. Arizona is a team that I've just gotten to the point where I'm not picking on them. They're very good. Um, they don't strike out. They have a lot of power. If stolen base upside, I'm out on Singa in this spot, especially at 10K. Tommy Henry coming off of two really good games in a row. Um, any interest in Henry against the Mets here? Nope. I think Big there's one. enough pitching. Yeah, enough pitching today. Um, they definitely strike out a little bit more against left-handed pitching, but I don't think this is a spot I want to play Tommy Henry. Some of his underlining numbers definitely support that he has not been as good as his, his starts have been. So um, let's talk. Bets, bats. I really like Alonzo today. Getting a ballpark bump, but going with a little three-man here of like Alonzo, Lindor, Tommy Pham um, makes a lot of sense against the lefty. Yeah, and Marte is finally starting to hit the ball a little bit better after really struggling for most of the year as well. So uh, I don't mind that. I don't mind the Mets call. Uh, probably not as much as a full stack, more of a mini stack with Alonzo. I agree. Um, but if you want to be throwing Lindor, Marte, Fam, um, I think they're they're doable as a full stack as well. Uh, if you're running a few lineups. All right, um, Arizona bats against Singa. They're typically a team I like to stack. Um, I don't know how much I will play today because I mean I still respect the fact that like Singa doesn't give up a ton of power. Um, what are your thoughts on the Arizona bats? Yeah, because of how Senga can be sometimes with his walks and the way he usually gets out of it is strikeouts, but Arizona doesn't strike out very much. Um, and Arizona is also just very, very fast. Uh, um, I'm going to be pretty interested in getting to Arizona. Like, I really like a guy like Corbin Carroll. I really like Perdomo leading off. Um, so I think they make for a very interesting tournament stack. All right, moving along here. We finish it out in LA. Dodgers, Pirates, um, Bido against Miller. Nine total. Miller, a 240 favorite here. Uh, any interest in Bido at 7,400? Nope. I'm out. Um, love Miller, though. Going back to the well on picking on the Pirates, Bobby Miller is a talented prospect uh, that has a lot of stuff. I mean, eighty three hundred's a, a tougher price tag, but he's definitely one of these mid mid range guys I'm looking at on today's slate. He's one of those mid guys that uh, you know mid range. Just... I'm tired, man. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I agree. I like uh, I like Bobby Miller uh, quite a bit as well. He's somebody that I've been playing all year, betting his strikeout props all year. Um, I actually do think I like getting to a little bit of Pittsburgh as well as a cheap mini stack, but uh, I, I do want to get to some Bobby Miller. Yeah, they've been hitting better for sure. Nick Gonzalez has been hitting well. Um, Swazinski is always someone that's hitting well. We were joking about Carlos Santana hitting well yesterday on the podcast. So don't mind looking at some of these bats for Pittsburgh. I probably don't get there in a three-entry max build. Um, but they're they're definitely a team I'd be targeting if I'm playing 20 or more teams. Yeah, like Swinski has legit been one of the best hitters in baseball against right-handed pitching this year. Hitting for a ton of contact, hitting for a ton of power. Um, and so especially if he like randomly pops back into the leadoff spot, he'll probably be one of my favorite, uh, salary saving bats on the slate. Um, 
but then even if he's uh, in fifth, I don't mind mixing in like some Palacios or some Gonzalez. Like they're just so cheap. Some Santana. Yeah, for sure. Um, Dodgers. I mean, again, we are likely going to see a good amount of ownership on the Dodgers today. This is another really good spot for them. Yeah, I agree with you. We're getting, uh, I love the Dodgers against like, to me, they're probably number two behind, um, behind Atlanta on this slate. Um, they're similarly formatted in terms of like, well, you get to bets and you get to Freeman similar to Olsen and Acuna. And it's like, damn, I really don't have much salary left. Um, but there are some of those cheap outfielders that allow you to get there because those guys haven't been priced up. The Haywards, the Peraltas, they haven't been priced up the same way as the Harris's and the, and the Rosario's and those Unas have this year. So um, a little bit easier to afford than Atlanta. I don't think they have quite the same upside, but they are the number two team for me. All right. Um, we play the morning grind game and we get out of here. Um, that's what we like to do, right? Under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Who do you got today? I'll take uh, Soroka so you can take your guy. I'm going all the way down, man. Alec Marsh, 5K. He's definitely going to be someone in the pick'em streets and prop streets that I'll be looking at today. I think this is an excellent bounce-back spot for his second start. Over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust today? John Gray. I'm going to go... Oh, I mean, it's trying not to go Josiah, Josiah Gray. Give me Singa. I, I think Singa busts today. Over 4K to hit a home run. Who's going yard today? Let's go with Michael Harris is going to do it again. All right. I feel, I feel like it's been three or four days since Acuna homered. So let's go with an Acuna homer today. Uh, under 4K to get two hits. Swinski. I like it. I'm going all the way back to that first game we talked about. Um, give me Jake Bowers going up. Um, he hasn't, I don't, can't remember the last time he had multiple hits. He's been hitting doubles and home runs though. So if I get a home run from my two pick, I count. I always count it. Stack to score six or more. Who do you got? Atlanta. I'm going to go Giants. I like the Giants. Uh, I'm not on expert survey today. I have something I have to do. But if I was going to write the blurb of which underrated team are you on today, it would be the Giants. So there you go. Uh, TJ, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, let's get you to bed, my good man. Oh, what's happening? Um, there's no NASCAR work tonight. I'm going to bed. Hope everyone has a fantastic Wednesday. We'll be back Thursday talking more baseball. Have a good one. We'll see you then.